April 12th, 2010, VGN Radio presents Kevin's Old Blast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. And Rich Ginter. So uh, I got Rich from uh, uh, Marvel. Um, what, what is it Marvel called these days? It's not Marvel Comics, is it? It's... No, it's uh, Marvel Entertainment because we now do movies. Oh, that's true. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, they've, they, so they've grown, basically. Uh, did, yeah, now, did yeah. they get purchased by... Um, Disney, or was that Marvel that was going to get purchased by Disney? Did that ever happen? Yeah, the uh, the Mouse Overlord now owns us. But, uh, really? That's it. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are actually. Um, it was kind of like, uh, you know, same deal with Pixar. You know, they purchase they purchase us and keep everybody on intact, and they just want us for you know what we put out. And so, so they haven't been messing with you guys too much or anything. No, like not that I can tell. I mean, you know, they they're really interested in like you know like the publishing end and, and you know seeing how that goes because a lot of people when they were talking about the um, uh, the Disney takeover they talked about uh, you know how um, they would dumb down a lot of the the Marvel entertainment you know make it more for kids and um, you know make Wolverine's claws out of foam that kind of thing <laughs> well, that's what superhero squad show is for right, right exactly <laughs> yeah for the little kids right yeah yeah exactly. I, I mean, I you know, usually in my knowledge of that kind of thing is when a big company takes over, they, um, they're they so slow and lethargic that if they were ever going to make changes, it'd probably take them 10 years to uh, to enact anything anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting to see, like, what, what will happen, you know. Uh, you know, if we do incorporate more and what, what will be incorporated and, you know. I think it makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, Marvel has always struggled until recently to break into the um the the movie industry in a good way you know and now they have the resources behind them you know basically a um a friendly distributor type of thing to to get more of their all of their storyline out you know um because they've got such a history of a um you know characters and and uh, story that uh, now they have something that you know of course they had to make a big profit and have a bunch of successful movies for that to happen but um i don't know i found it kind of interesting so anyway uh for the for the listener rich is a longtime uh listener of uh vgn video game news radio you've been listening since pretty much when we started haven't you i i think so i was trying to figure it out the other day because I, I, I when you approached me to do this i was like i haven't really listened to the show for a, a long time and i can't remember when i used to do I used to do your, like, the, I post, used to post, like, the video game screens and stuff when you had the, the news and stuff on your website. Right, right. Uh, I was one of those moderators, too, and then, uh, and then you got tired of doing that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I get too busy. But, uh, I, I overextend myself with all the stupid projects I try to put forward and realize yeah, that I'm but then, wasting uh, my time. Yeah, but then, you know, um, I listen, I still listen here every now and then. I, I still creep on the, uh, the forums and stuff. I just don't post as much because I just don't have the time anymore. Don't want to have an argument um, with a bunch of kids screaming at you. Yeah, yeah, you suck. Yeah, yeah. Think, you know what you're talking about. I think about. the only person I still recognize on the forum. And, I, <laughs> and now he follows me on Twitter. Oh, yes. Uh, See, there you go. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so let's give everybody a, a little bit of your um, a background. You Currently, I you live in New York. Is that true? Yes, yeah. You're not commuting out of New Jersey or anything like that? No, no. I, live in, I actually live in Staten Island. St- Staten Island, okay. Yeah, yeah. So i got to take like the ferry over into Manhattan, but it's like a half hour. It's not that bad of a commute. And so where did you, did you originally grow up there, or where'd you, where'd you grow up? Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, and then, uh, my parents didn't like living on, like a little, a little hole in the wall. So yep. they moved us to Brooklyn, uh, Staten Island, 
and uh, pretty much been here. I went to college in Jersey. Um, I went I went away to school to uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University in uh, Madison, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, so you know that's where I went. You know I went there for um, <coughs> uh, graphic design. Oh, okay. So you knew what you wanted to do at an early age, then basically. I mean, you went in there with that, and with with that, that was your intention. You didn't go in yeah, and go. Yeah. I'm going to become a police officer, and then like on the side, you were like. Well, that, that was uh, that was in there too, because my uh, my grandfather is retired. Um, was you know was a retired cop when I was growing up, and then uh, my uncle was uh, just retired a few years ago from NYPD. So like growing up, I always had that idea that I wanted to be a cop, and then. Uh, I know a few people did it, and they they worked really crap hours. So I was like, forget that. I pretty much whipped out because I didn't <laughs> want to work the hours. So so you went in for gra- uh, graphic design. That's right. And yep. uh, um, how long is that? Is that a four year college or a two year? What, what? Yeah, um, actually, I, I went to Kingsborough Community College for one semester. Okay. Um, if, if you know, people who aren't from New York, it's in Brooklyn. Um, it's right off the beach, but it's in a very heavily populated Russian area. Okay. And for me to get from Staten Island, where I was living with my parents at the time, to Brooklyn for an 8 o'clock class, I had to leave at 5.30 in the morning. Now, I I always got up on time, but I'd park on the street, and in Brooklyn, it's alternate side parking, so like every other day, you have to not park on one side of the street. So you have to get there early and get a parking space. So I used to get there (laughs) early, and then just fall asleep in my car for six hours and then not go to class. Um... Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's not a, it's, you know, and I still, I went to class when it mattered. Um, <laughs> and I took my test and stuff, and I still pulled out like a 3.7. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just the school or I'm super, you know, I'm super smart. But uh, I had to get out of there because I, I knew if I stayed there, I wasn't going to go anywhere. Were you just crunching, like, at the end? Like, you, you know, you knew a test was coming, so you just read the whole book in one night and then go in there? Uh, I didn't read books. No. <laughs> I uh, actually they used to do like test prep, like you used to go like the class before the the test was like a uh, review class. Right. I used to go to that, just take all those notes, read those, and then I I, you know, pass the test and then just go home. Wow. Uh, yeah, my mom used to call me. She used to be like, I used to show up at home at like two o'clock, and she'd be like, "Why are you home? Oh, my class was canceled," and I just didn't <laughs> go because I didn't feel like I. So, so you, um, so, so at that point, you decided that you were you were going to go at that point into graphic design, or you were already. Um, it was more like my dad is a computer tech. Um, he fixes like PCs, printers, and all that stuff. So oh. I was always into like the tech thing going up, growing up. And then like I, I loved to draw when I was a kid. So then like I found out, you know, there's this thing called graphic design. Um, like towards you know, I say like my third year of high school, and I was like, oh, I'll do that. So I started taking like desktop publishing classes and all that stuff, and. Uh, now I'm kind of the latest versions of Photoshop, so I can play with them. Yeah, I'm kind of stupid. <laughs> um, I've I've always heard graphic design, and I've always sort of felt that it was just it, it just covered the gamut of like um, messing around with art. Um, but can you explain it in some way that for people that are listening, exa- as well as for it's, myself, the, what exactly is graphic design? It's really weird. It, like most of my job currently is to to play with the comic book art that we have and like come up with cool ideas and concepts to market it to everything um it's just design is like a i don't know i don't know why they call graphic design exactly it's just a weird thing like to me like design is more like uh using typography and like you know playing with fonts and making it look nice like you see on like a movie poster or like you know just a poster for like an event or something right that you could get something out of like you 
you know, you know, if it's like an old time war looking thing, and you, you get like a, that old time feel from it because of like the different fonts that are used, or the way it's laid out, or the colors, and it's it's a mix of everything. Just using everything at your disposal to try and generate a feel from it. Okay. I I don't know if that helps explain it at all. Right. It's very so big. Right. So you're you're trying to you're trying to tr- almost like trigger an emotional uh, connection to the person yeah, looking at yeah. the the uh, what you've done. So that's more anger, as most of our comic book fans are when we put something up. So, you know. <laughs> anger. <laughs> all right. so, yeah, I, we just put out like uh, uh, most of the comic book sites today put up like the thing called "We Are the X Men," and I was reading the message boards of it, and like it was just angry people complaining about stuff. <laughs> but you know, that's most message boards. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually still have a subscription to um, X Men, uh, Daredevil, and. Um, uh, Uncanny X Men, of course, and Astonishing X Men. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all right. So I actually, I actually help support your um, your lunch your lunch money or whatever the oh, hell thank it you. is. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> Buy more comics. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't go to I don't go to comic book stores anymore because you know I don't want to be seen or something going in there. But no, I do get a mail order <laughs> to my house. So okay, so that's you go cool. so you go in uh, to the school for graphic design, and that was a two year or a four year. It was four years. Four years. Okay, so that's a long yep. time. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it is because you got to take all those silly, regular classes like literature and you know math. Math. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I need math? You know, the only time I need math for is now is when I have to figure out what an eighth is. Right. Like, I have a giant sheet that tells me all what all the right sizes all, are. So all the math. The decimal points. All the math that you learned in, in like, el- like uh, middle school and elementary school. In, in like, yeah, in so, the- like, if I need to know what three sixteenths is, I just look on my wall and it has a giant sheet and it tells me what it is. <laughs> I don't even have to figure that out. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and and so, um, so, so you were enjoying it. You, you weren't one of those guys that went in with, with something and then uh, were like, yeah, this really blows. I'm going to become a zoologist and everything. No, I loved, I loved it, but I also did, like, other things. Like, you know, um, I pretty much have a minor in psychology and... 3D, like, you know, with 3D Studio Max and stuff like that. Because I, I basically, like, you when went, I had free credits or whatever I could take, I always tried to do something else. Now, was um, your intention to, like, make video games? Were you, were you going in there with the... with? I, uh, tried, I, I wanted to do video games, but um, one of my professors for 3D actually was a video game. He used to work on, um, the hell, Heroes of Might and Magic? He used to work on that game. Okay, sure, I know that. You want to do 3D models for that, and then uh, when I guess when they went under, you got fired or whatever. I guess or whatever they changed companies or something. Yeah, I think that happens um, to everybody in the video game industry. You, you, you yeah. have your job for so, like two uh, years, and then you're you're done. <laughs> after hearing his stories, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that anymore. And then um, so I just I just stuck with it. And actually, the thing that got me interested in Marvel was uh, one of the kids in my design classes. He interned for Marvel. Okay. So he brought in, like, the full-size artboard that the artist drew on, like an actual drawing, which is, I'm, I don't even know how he got it out of the office, because we don't let anybody take those home. <laughs> <laughs> he wrapped it around his waist and everything and walked out like, uh, that's my dress. I wear yeah, dress yeah, now. exactly. So he, he was just talking about work, and I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to go work at Marvel. So that was one of my first jobs that I really wanted to get. Dad, did you intern there? No, I only did paid internships. I'm sorry. Uh, what was that? You only did what? Painting? Paid. Paid. I'm paid. sorry. Oh, yeah. and they did, they don't pay their interns? No, no. 
it's for credit. It's for college credit. Right, right, right. So I was looking for one that did college credit and pay. Right. I did live at school, so I need beer money. <laughs> uh, so where, well, before you get to Marvel, though, where did you intern? I worked at um, it was a it was a PR firm that um also did like uh, you know, like uh political stuff and you know, you know design stuff for banks and and things like that. So that I did that for like a year, and then um, there was just a random job posting for Marvel on Monster. Really? Wow. For just some like digital archivist job. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just get my foot in the door. So I, I applied for that, and I wound up getting a call back saying, hey, listen, we're getting rid of, we're not actually going to interview for that position anymore because we're going to squash it. But we do have two design positions open in the bullpen. Um, oh. Do you want to come in? I was like, hell yeah, I do. So I, I went in for the interview, and then uh, they called me back, and I did like a security interview, and then uh, I got the job. Now, so what, is, now, now what, is, well, what is the bullpen? The bullpen is actually the production department that puts, you know, they used to call it the bullpen back in the days with like Stan Lee and all them, and it used to be just all the artists in one area. Okay. Putting, putting together the comic books. Um, well, the, we don't have that anymore. We only actually have one uh, artist in-house, and he does all um, reconstruction of artwork, you know, like a logo. Like on the old school artwork, they used to draw in the logos on the actual book covers. So if we're reprinting something, he he goes in and takes out he redraws that part of the the character art that's covered by the logo. So he's the only in-house artist we have. All our other artists are freelance. Which really? actually everybody thinks you know all the artists that work on our book are actually in our office, but they're not. So they're all basically working out of China, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> then no no you'd be surprised. We got a lot of uh, cool Japanese artists and. Um, some Italian guys that we're doing uh, that are drawing for us, and uh, a lot of people from the states, actually. So it's it's pretty cool. But um, so I worked in the production department slash bullpen for two years. But that's that was pretty much doing print production of putting the books together and sending them off to print. Um, so I did that for two years, but I got really um, it became monotonous and boring. So I I was looking for something else, and then uh, this other position in the marketing department opened up, and it was. Uh, for junior art director, so that's my that's my title now. Um, so I interviewed. I actually knew the senior art director already from being in the office with them and just talking to him. So he asked me if he approached me if I wanted to do it, and he said, uh, you know, just you know, talk to my boss. And I talked to his boss, and he's like, you do what you, you know, if you really want to do this, just let me know. And I said, sure. And uh, he's like, you got the job. I was like, okay. So that's what I've been doing for the past two years. So how many? So how many people work in Marvel? Um. In our actual office, I don't even think... I think it's close to... It's It's got to be somewhere between 150 to 175. We don't really have that many people in the office. I mean, that's actually still a fair... That's a pretty fair size. Pretty large. Yeah. I mean, we have two floors, you know, so... It's, uh... Like, my floor is all editorial, so it's editorial, the web group, and, uh... The production department, and I think sales. Uh, I just want to tell anybody that's listening live tonight... We do have the phone lines open, so if you'd like to call in and ask a question or anything... Um, you can call in. The number is 347-327-9476. We also have the chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash VGN. Um, so, you you know, you can type a question in there. I can ask Rich, or uh, you can call into the show. Uh, phone number 347-327-9476. Okay. Um, well, how'd you get a new, how'd you get a 347 number? It's, uh, I'm on this blog talk radio, and that's just what they give me. 
Is that uh, out of New York or phone? something? That's the beginning of my cell phone number, and I thought that was New York. Oh, <laughs> you were probably like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're giving everyone my number. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to ask Rich a question, here's his phone number. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's just what they gave me. I, I, I can get an 800 number, like a toll-free number, but um, I don't think the demand is there. I have to pay for it anyway. So no, yeah, um, screw that. Yeah, I just didn't, um, uh, you know, not too many people call, but um, everybody likes to listen, but people are shy, so that's cool. Um <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> now, what's everybody working on inside there? You say about 150 people. I, not everybody's working on comic books, or are they? I mean, um, no. Well, a lot of it's um, like upstairs is the accounting, the lawyers, you know, uh, licensing department, our brand assurance, licensing, uh, and those all uh, uh, licensing deals and stuff that goes out. You know, like when you see like like a 7-Eleven Iron Man two Slurpee cups that just came out. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. That's oh. a licensing deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it's like. Um, do you get one of those? Do you get a bunch of swag all the time? They're like, "Here's your Slurpee uh, cup," and you know, just sometimes. Walk so I'm I'm privy to some of this stuff, <laughs> yep. which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's gotta um, be cool, right? Um, and well, it's like uh, editorial, like all the editors for each book um, are there. Um, you know, my my team is like four people. Okay. Um, it's my boss. Um. One, the kid that runs, he runs our, um, like, production schedule and uh, handles other promotional stuff. And, you know, he does his own stuff on the side. Um, myself and the senior art director. So we, it's just the two of us producing all this material that we do. Okay, can you walk me through a day? Is that cool? Can you tell me, like, uh, how that sure. works for you? Like, today, um... was, today was one hell of a day. <laughs> so... Um, so you get up, like, you go into work. Are you, like, you got to punch in? Your salary? How does that work? Yeah, it's 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 like that. You just so walk, it's, you know, I get in, I you know, I clock in, I clock out. Okay, all right, cool. Um, you have a desk. Or? I do have a desk. It's a cubicle, actually. It's, okay. Uh, it's very mind numbing. Uh, oh. With giant gray walls, you know, like <laughs> carpeted tile wall thing on the cubicle. So it's just littered with photos and comic book art and Yankee stuff because I'm a big Yankees fan. Um, and why? Just, and why wouldn't you be right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I grew up in New York. Why not? Um, and you know, my desk has a ton of toys on it because I need something to stare at all day aside from my computer screen. Sure. Um, but you know, I have a. We work on Macs. Okay. Well, uh, all the designers and uh, guys in production stuff work on Macs, so I have a Mac, and I just. You know, I have a pen tablet, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. A, that's a question I was going to go into now. Is is a lot of this stuff done with uh, pen pen tablets? Or, I mean, are people still drawn by hand, I, you know, with uh, pencil um, and paper? It depends. It's preferred by the artist. I know of, uh, one one of the guys I like a lot, his his, uh, his name's Mitch Breitweiser, and he's, uh, he's one of our artists, and um, he does everything digitally. Okay. He... Um, he he pencils in Photoshop, and then he inks it, and then um, he colors it in Photoshop, and he sends it in. It's all done digitally by him. So he pen- um, so so this guy pencils and inks his own stuff. Is that common? So, sometimes it depends on the artist if they prefer to somebody else to ink it, or if it's just a time crunch. If it's a time crunch, then somebody else inks it for them, and then you know, then it gets scanned in. They send in like they they either scan in their own artwork or they send the the final pieces of art to the bullpen and scan them in let, let me add, let, set them up coloring and stuff before we carry on with your work day let me ask you a question um, as I've always been curious about this um, when I get a comic book right 
Um, uh, and, th and this used to happen um, uh, with uh, b back in like more or less back in the early '90s, late '80s. Um, okay. I'd, I'd get a comic book and it would be drawn really well, right? Uh -huh. And and then like I would get like the next month's issue and it looked like a four-year-old drew it. <laughs> and um, I've, I I never really bothered to see if the artists were switched around or anything, but my guess is they probably were. Is that something that just happens where like the the regular artist isn't available, or um, that artist moves on to something else, and then they switch the artist? I mean, how does how is it determined? Like for instance, like say Uncanny X Men, um, is it the same guy who draws it all the time, or you know how does that how does that work? Um, right now, it's the same artist that's been on for a few issues. It's uh, Terry Dodson. He draws his wife is Rachel Dodson. I think she colors his books. Um, but um, yeah, it, it happens. Like if we if they're running behind schedule or they they jump onto a different book, then they got to switch artists, and the different artist has to take over for a few issues or just one issue and the other artist comes back so he gets back on track or something like that. So it's, That's pretty much what happens. So, so it's not like a tenure thing, like you start on, say, um, uh, Daredevil and then you do a good job and then you're like, alright, well now you can draw X-Men or something like that and then, you know, they put the the next worst guy in line or something, you know. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, I don't, um, I don't really know how they decide who goes on what books. Okay. Um, they, we actually do have uh, guys uh, we, we do have a department called talent management, so they deal with all their the artists. Every single artist that we have, they deal with their schedule. Okay. And uh, and they you know tell them what they're working on or offer them new new uh, stories to work on or you know things like that. Does does the editor like scream at them on the phone to tell them that their artwork is crappy or anything? Like um, is, that, is there like a J. Jonah like, Jameson? We're trying to be nicer than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't usually insult the artists because we do want them to come. Right, right. So right. I'm just, I'm just yeah. wondering how quality control happens when you are dealing with art and, um, you know, the management. You know, how how do they deal with something like that? Like, if you do, if you yourself don't do the best job, do they critique your work? Um, my boss is like, can we change this or change that or, you know, do different, do something else with this? You know, it. it you know, as, as a designer, I'm used to changing what I do mm -hmm. up to ten different times before I actually get a final one that everybody likes. And that doesn't bum so, you out or anything? Like, you think you got does, something? It does, because, like, sometimes I think the first thing I do is such kick-ass that I, I hate when they want me to change it. <laughs> but I have, I have, you know, it's my job. i got to change it. You know, and I, and, I, and I try and explain why I think this is better than the next one that I do. Right. And, you know, I try and try and lobby it so I can keep what I like, and or I make compromises and change some things and keep what I like and you know, collaboration type of thing. So do you get to the point where you start doing things um, because you know your boss is going to like it a certain way, even though you would do it a different way? Uh, there are certain cases like that. Yeah. 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 That's just like but, any... you know, there's a certain formula for some things that we do that if you change it, it's going to be like, oh, can we do it this way? And it's going to be the same thing that we've done before. Right. Um, so I just suck it up and do it. It's not. It's not that much of a deal. So, so you. So, like, let's. Do you? I'm thinking of an example. Do you put a poster together? Yeah. Um, can, can we, you... do, we actually do all of the posters that um, are retailed, like in the comic book stores. The posters oh, that come out okay. are done by myself or the senior art director, or like little mini-sized posters that uh, that are giveaways or 
you know, sure. recently we just did like, a, you know, like those hotel door hangers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we did a set of those and they were given out in um, comic book stores for, you know, just for free, some for our fans that they can enjoy or take home and use the little kids to play with or something like that, you know. That's cool. Um, so, so, like, so can you yeah. walk me through how that happens? Do they come up to you and they say, hey, man, we're going to make a door hanger? And then yeah, you're like, and, and you're like, all right, well, what, what's going to go on it? And they're like, well, we want Thor, and I mean, and so then you got to like put that on. Can you tell me how that happens? Or yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like that. We we have like we come up with like marketing plans for dif- different initiatives that we have coming out, and then uh, we try and get some promotional material to pump up what we want. So like for the door hanger is called for the hero cage. So, like, after our big event, Siege, which is going on right now, mm-hmm. is over, all the heroes get, like, back together and they become buddy-buddy again. And and so we're trying to pump up this thing. So we, they're like, hey, let's make a heroic gauge door hanger. So we made one. We just got to find out, you know, dimensions from the printer and, and you know, tell them where to put the hole. Yeah, where do you get door. where do you get the art to, to put on there? I mean, you know... It y- depends. Sometimes we, um, sometimes we have... Special pieces, pieces uh, commissioned. Okay. So, like, we hire an artist and they'll draw what, what we ask them to draw. Okay. Other times we'll use older art and, you know, clip it together, you know, in Photoshop, like, take one character from here, one character from here, and, you know, make it work. So, so do you have, like, some giant Marvel clip art database that, you're, that you have access to, basically? Um, we do have a database of all, like, like I, I know where, like, each book that we put out monthly is archived somewhere. So I could go back a month and grab all that archive, like, artwork if I need it. Or there's a database that, like, a web... It's like a it's like a web-based database. Like, if I could search it in, I just hit download on the file that I want, and it downloads. Right. Um, and then it's just a matter of me clipping out the image that I want in Photoshop. So i got to go in and select it all. Though, unlike... Um uh, a website. I imagine you're working with some really high resolution stuff in order to print, right? I mean, is this yeah? A- it's usually 400, uh, 400 res or higher um, for our print stuff. You could print anything at two sixty six DPI, and uh, this is probably technical for people, but um, it it doesn't look as good sometimes, and you run into like color quality and things like that. So we try and go a little bit higher. So so around four hundred. Yeah, around 400. And that means the file sizes of the images are probably fat, right? You just run out. Yeah, of me- they're like they're run- like 250 megs and stuff like that. That's not what it is. Just run so, out of memory all the time. Well, we can't do that. We're out of memory. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just got new machines, so we're running. We're up and running. Really? What do you got? Like those uh, Mac Octa Octa Core machines? No, we didn't get those. I actually have the. Um, I think it's like the one right before that came out. So it's not too old. It's pretty fast. It gets gets me through the day and like. So basically, to give like um, recently, I was working on a, we put out a catalog for our books mm-hmm. called Marvel Previews Catalog. So I do all that. It's 120 pages of goodness of stuff that's coming out in three months from now. So like retailers know what to order and everything, and some consumers buy it and stuff like that. But I was doing that while working on stuff for the Chicago uh, Comic Convention and Entertainment Expo. Sure. That's happening Friday. Oh. Friday in Chicago. Okay. Um, Do you have to go so there? I was doing that, but I was also working on the catalog and working on six foot by ten foot banners that we hang from the ceilings. Do you go to the, Do you go to these things? Um, I go to New York Comic Con every year. I went to San Diego last year for my first time. I'm going back to San Diego again this year. But not Chicago. Um, 
What was that? But not Chicago. Thumbs down to Chicago. Um, I just they don't pay for me to go, so I just go on my own. Oh well, fuck that then, yeah. <laughs> so um, I usually drag along my friend with me, and we just go out and hang out, walk around the cons, and you know it's, it's fun for me because I get to meet all the people that I work with, like artists and stuff like that. Right. And my friend's just a big fanboy, so he he doesn't care. Well, that's cool. Okay, so you put all this stuff together for the shows and everything. So you're basically under a deadline, just like anybody else. I mean, they you know. Oh, deadline. Yeah, yeah, like. You know, a day turnaround sometimes, or you know, hey, we need this now to go out 20 minutes from now, or we needed it 20 minutes ago. Um, our deadlines are ridiculous. We, we make our own schedule, but we still we always seem to fall behind because we always have more stuff coming in. So, so you get so going back just to the, to a day, you you get to your desk, you're working on a door hanger, um, you get the you get the art on there and everything you design it then what do you do you give it to an approval process or something you tell your yeah, boss send it, um, we send it around to everybody who you know who who's involved with the marketing team and then um, they're like oh that looks cool or can you change this one thing or can you put like you know on sale July or whatever and, yeah you know, so we change things like that and then um, I've worked with marketing people that critiqued art before and it can be a real pain in the ass yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> can I, you make this a little bit shinier right here can you bring that yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. When I found this thing online, it says, um, "There's a guy saying, can you make this design pop more?'" <laughs> and the guy, and the guy next to him has a gun to his head, saying, "Please make it stop." So I cut it out and I put it on my wall, and uh, that's displayed prominently, prominently in my cube, so people can see it. Because I, I, that's the one word that I can't stand the most. I, it reminds me of um, when when I was uh, we used to print these reports onto um, paper. Um, Eric uh, Wolpaw was um, the guy that works at Valve now um, was printing out, and he um, we had a customer that wanted um, like a lot of information on the report, and so the um, he ended up using that larger paper. You know, I, I forget what the dimensions are, but it's just longer, and like printed it all on there. And then the customer, like when they when they gave the customer the report, the customer said, um, "I like this." But I want to add more information to it, even though it was already like at the smallest font possible, you know, to get this report on there. He's like, I wanted to add more information, and he's like, and I don't like this long paper. Can you get to the old, the, the regular, um, you know, printer paper? And Eric was just like, look, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 we're, we're dealing with reality here. There's rules to existence, you know. I mean, that's that's funny. Um, Okay, so so they approve it, and then it what, goes to a printer. You you ship it. Yeah, they it. approve it. We send it off to the printer. Um, if the printer, if there's any problems with the file, like if we, you know, if we messed up on the dimensions or whatever, we get it back. We fix it. And we send it back. We usually get proofs. Sometimes, if it's you know, if we have time, we get like a you know a hard copy of what it's going to look like, and then um, once we say okay on that, they go to print and they print them all and ship them out to all these comic book stores or. Whatnot. Now, do you yourself do you read the comics? I do actually. I, I I'm picky with my comics. I'm a huge Captain America fan, so I read that. Um, you've you been reading it all your life, or did you just start when you started working? You there? know what? I started I started when I was my first comic book was a Punisher comic. Okay. And I I was six, and my dad brought me the Punisher co- holiday special that they came out with. Okay. And it was just the Punisher like blowing by, you know people's heads off. Right. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I started reading comics then, and then, you know, I got into high school, and I was like, oh, I found girls. So <laughs> I kind of fell out. Yeah, that's not cool. I'm putting that away, right? Then you go so back I to fell, it. I fell out for a little while, and then, you know, I, my friend was like, oh, you got to read this comic. So I checked it out, and then I started buying comics again. 
So I've been reading comics now against since like 2000, the past 10 years. Yeah. So what do you think about the Captain America movie that's coming out then? You, I uh, cannot wait. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. What do you I'm think about the excited. casting choices? You got any pr- uh, preference there? Um, I actually don't mind uh, Chris Evans. I kind of like him. I think he'll do a good job. Yeah. I mean, you know, from reading Captain, like the old Cap, he's 24 when he goes into the Army. Right. And he looks young enough, so it's fine. And then, like, the guy that, that's playing Bucky is, like, the only place I've seen him on is in Gossip Girl. Yeah. It's a terrible TV show about New York. Yeah, like, I, I know I know the show, but yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the only show I've seen him on, so I don't really know, like, what kind of acting he could do. But uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And I forgot who's playing um, the Red Skull. How are they gonna, how, how do you think they're going to do that with the uh, the outfits and the, all that? You know, like, is he really going to be in the battlefield, like, bright blue with the star on his, you know, shield and everything? I mean, it seems sort of... I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's America, but it's also the you know there there's also uh, you, you want to um, not make it look hokey or anything too. No, no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they've done the past few movies that we put out are pretty good, so I, I, I'm hoping it, it it comes out really well. Yeah, you know, and I'm probably going to be as tough as Kurt because I'm a big Cap fan, so it's you know. People are going to be asking how how a skull that's red can actually be on a guy's face and you know be functional and all that. No, it's a comic book. I could have a you know. A skull on my arm that works as my fist. Yeah, I, but maybe. <laughs> Although I think I think audiences today are looking for a little bit more than like the old Spider-Man from the Electric Company and stuff. You know, with the bubbles that would <laughs> pop up over his head and everything. Um, now I'm going way back there. In case they, <laughs> I know what the Electric Company is. Though, the, so. the little kids out there don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, okay, so um, so you like your job? I mean, you, yeah, I love it. I, I mean, you know, there are days like this past two weeks I've been swamped. So like I just. I'm in the mode where, like, unless you have something important for me, don't really talk to me type of thing. Right. Um, and, you know, it kind of makes me seem like an ass sometimes, but there's reasons for it. You know, so I just sit there with my, you know, sit there with my headphones on and and just, you know. Zone out. Listen to music and zone out and just get my work done. So, now, how does this take you into the future, though? I mean, you know, is this, um, uh, you gonna do this the rest of your life? I mean, you know, I mean. What? Um, I don't know if it's comic books. Like, I, I've been getting more interested in doing um, just marketing in general. Like, you know, um, I really wanted to see like what movie movie marketing's like and try and get into that. And but now with know. the big parent company, I guess you have the. Um, you yeah, can, I mean, you can and move that's around. what I'm looking for, and that's what's nice about it now is like you know maybe there's that future opportunity where I can move to, you know, say Pixar or ABC or. You know, one of those things. Like right. my next, even before Marvel Disney was purchased, uh, Disney purchased Marvel. I've been a huge Pixar fan, mm-hmm. so I've been. You know, I used to look all the time for jobs there. I didn't care what it was; I would just apply for it. Right. Um. So you know, that's that's my next. That's hopefully my next step. So you could you dress know, up in the Buzz Lightyear outfit and get out there at Disney World and wave yeah, to right, people. I'll hand, I'll hand out flyers. <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so, so that, that's you know that seems like my next logical move is entertainment because I'm more interested in entertainment stuff. Then um, did, now, how does that how does that um, impact your art part of your life? Because I notice on your website you you take pictures as well. Um, so you yeah. got you got you have an artistic bent to you. So do you, you want to stay within that um, the art the artisan within you or or what? I don't know. I'm open to stuff. Like I just I don't like to 
pigeonhole myself. So I try and get myself into every like I, you know, I I just started playing guitar. I'm 27 and I'm I'm, I'm just learning how to play guitar. Why not? Um, <laughs> but you know, photography was always kind of interesting to me. So I figured it's something I could do in my free time when I can. Right. And you know, it's fun. Like I still don't know everything about photography because I never took a class, but I have a good eye for things. Mm-hmm. So it, it's. I'm I'm open to doing different things, and it's just I just don't want to keep myself in like a little bottle and say, oh, I could only do this. So I try and expand as much as I can, or like test new waters, or I try like try out different programs or something like that, just to give myself more knowledge. Because I like I'm, I'm the type where I like to learn things, and if I do things for do things for too long, then I get caught up in it, and I just I just get bored with it. Now, I get bored very easily. So now, now you said you're you're married. Is that true? Yes, I am. Uh, do you have children? No, no. Okay. Good Lord, no. Yeah, because I was going to say, if you're going to be making all these, you know, uh, career choices to, uh, you know, become a rock star now at 27 and all that, then... Um, no, 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 no. I'm not, I don't plan on being a rock star. I just want to, I've always wanted to play guitar, so I just... Last Christmas, I think, my wife got me a guitar, and she's like, here, go take lessons. So I just started taking lessons. It's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's actually a stress reliever. Uh, Don Anderson's on the uh, blo- uh, he's on in the chat room blogtalkradio.com forward slash VGN and he wanted me to ask you if you read any other comics from um, other um, companies like DC, Dark Horse, etc. I do. I'm actually a DC. I'm a big Green Lantern fan. Oh, okay. Right. So I love the Green Lantern. I read all that stuff. I think, um, I, may, you, I, I think you and I had a conversation about that. Weren't they making a Green Lantern movie or something? They are. Ryan Reynolds is Green Lantern. Oh, okay. See? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, uh, you know, I read other stuff. I read uh, stuff from Image Comics. They do, uh, like, Invincible and um, Walking Dead. That just got picked up for a TV show on AMC. Um, oh. What else do I read? I read random things. I, um, You know, I try and pick up some indie stuff if I can. There's a cool one called Atomic Robo, and it's like Tesla built this robot in World War II that has, like, can think and... You know, he works for the army, and he goes to destroy other mad scientist stuff. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, if only um, Tesla was as cool as they always fictionalize him in movies, then uh, yeah. the world would be a better place, or a, or a crazier place. Um, yeah. Do, uh, what about um, Japanese uh, anime, manga, etc.? Do you follow uh, any of that? Um, I was huge into Dragon Ball in high school. Okay. Um, I... I when I graduated high school in 2001 mm-hmm. um, so that's when they like started playing on Cartoon Network but I also worked in a like a family owned video game store sure um, so they all had the Japanese like bootleg tapes they sold them all the time that's a good so job to take to them home and just watch them the Jap- the, to work in the video store yeah that's a good yeah, yeah. So, a high school job uh, yeah I actually worked for GameStop for a long time too up until uh I, I think when I finished, I think the last time I worked in a GameStop was right before I graduated college. Really? Did you like that job? Yeah. Or did you hate it? Well, um, I worked with all my friends, so it was much more fun than it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard mixed things about GameStop. Some guys leave that place and curse its name, and then other people say it's not that bad, etc. You know, I think if you're young and you're in high school, it makes a lot of sense. I think if you're in your 20s or something looking at it as a as a future career move or something it's pretty no, it's not that they, they start like when my friend was going for a system manager position they only started him in like they only wanted to start him at like 22 I was like it's like I can't make a living off of this <laughs> so 
especially if you're so, in New York, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, living in Staten Island has its advantages because it's not as right expensive inside as it is inside Manhattan. So it's a little bit cheaper living, you know, out of the main borough than living in it. Right. Right. So, but for now, you're pretty satisfied with where you're at and everything like that. Yeah, I have a good time. I go into work and wear jeans and a t-shirt, and you know, it's a you know, everybody. I have I have fun. I actually laugh at work and we just joke around. It's it's a good time. Who um who writes who writes the stories? Are they all on contract too? Do, do they um, they're freelance writers. Some writers are under contract. We lock them down for exclusives because okay. we like them so much. Right. We sign them to like a few year contract or whatever. But um, they're all freelance writers. They you know. They write comic books. Some of them might, you know, might be novelists. Um, that write. Um, Jonathan uh, Mayberry is actually a, a really good novelist. He wrote a this book called Patient Zero. Hmm. But it's about. It's kind of like a. It's like a zombie book. <laughs> but it's about. But it's with. It's kind of like a mix of like twenty four, zombies and like science and like, crazy crazy shit like that. And and he writes he writes for us. And I started reading his books and. You know, so I get turned on to like different things that way too. So I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about the, your tools that you use um, to assemble things with. Now you mentioned you have a, like a Wacom tablet, is that yeah. right? And you use Photoshop. Is that the whole day? Photoshop, um, <laughs> Adobe Photoshop, um, Adobe Illustrator, um, InDesign, which is kind of like the page layout program. Yeah, I know what InDesign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Illustrator is like vector art. I don't know if people don't know this stuff. Um, it, it's more to do with like Illustrator. You play more with type and you know fonts and stuff like that, and making making vector graphics and stuff like that. You can talk. Um, you you can talk as technical as you want because that's actually the nature of this show, and everybody out there knows how to use Wikipedia. So okay. you know, bunch of nerds. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I know a little bit of flash but i'm terrible at it i don't have that like programming mind so i can't really think it that think it through right um but yeah that's it i mean sometimes i'll sketch stuff out i'm the worst fucking artist ever (laughs) it's so funny though man you work it it is like i can i could put a concept together i'm i'm better visualizing a concept in my head than actually putting on paper but like it's it's weird how it translates for me um like i always drew when i was a kid everybody's like oh you're really good and, you know, I took actual art classes and, like, you know, with real artists and stuff. Right. And they're like, oh, you're really good. You could do something with this. And I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped drawing. I just gave up on it. <laughs> and then, like, I try it now, and I can't, I, I just doodle. Were you just I all mad? You, they were like, you're really good. You're like, fuck you. I'm not doing this anymore. You guys are too much pressure. You know, you walk off steamed or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> just throw my pencils down or stab them in the eye and then just walk away. Yeah, I'm going to play basketball. If I, if you guys, you know, I don't know. That's... No, I can't play basketball. I play hockey. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're a Rangers fan, right? Nah, you know what? I stopped watching hockey after I stopped playing it. But, uh,. I'll throw it on. I don't care. I don't really have one particular team. I I do like the Rangers because they're a hometown. Yeah, sure. Or, but, or um, the Islanders, right? <laughs> no. Ugh, God, good God. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what's wrong with that team, but they're not going anywhere ever. <laughs> it's just that New York thing where you got one team that's good and one team that's really not good. You know? That's, yeah, like the Yankees are better than the Mets. Right. You know. <laughs> it's just how just how it goes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, running out of questions here. Um, if you um, so what, actually, I have a question for you. Oh, here we go. Okay. What does Oblast stand for? 
well, it's basically just another word for province um, uh-huh. or state. Um, Eastern European countries, especially Russia, created. Um, what are you, Nazi? No, no, no. It just <laughs> not. Yeah, I, I. You know, that's the ongoing joke. Um, but no, it's. Um, I just thought it was a cool name, and it, and it basically it's. Um, it, it's it's kind of like what um, Quebec wants to be with Canada, like a country, oh, okay. like a country in a country. Okay, yeah. And it. that's kind of what an oblast is. It's like self-administered. So the oh, idea you're doing it within your other show. Yeah. Exactly. This show is like you know um, outside of the the main show. You know, so yeah, it's, that's cool. So it, I just figured it kind of worked as. Uh, um, a funny name, and I like the name Oblast. Anyway, it just sounds kind of cool, you know. No, that's cool. I, I was just curious. I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, no, I, I actually explained it on the very, very first Oblast. But yeah, it is a weird yeah. name. People always ask me about it and stuff like that. And people always ask me if I'm a Nazi too. So that's good, you know. I'm... Well, I'm, I'm for sure. <laughs> I love World War II stuff. Like I'm a nerd for that stuff. Well, that's so, what that's what know. we that's what I talk about when I do solo shows. We have a lot of World War II talk. Yeah, and, and, you know, everybody thinks because I like World War II that I'm immediately a Nazi, but I'm really not. I just like the era and the, you know, yeah, the people that came out of it. Like, you know, my, my wife's grandfather was on uh, a, a battleship that actually brought guys to and from Normandy and stuff like that. So right. it, it just, you know, it interests me. So Yeah, my, um, my grandfather was actually the um, uh, uh, German and drove the uh, car for the um, general of the we- uh, the German Wehrmacht in uh, or the oh, Wehrmacht, oh, very nice. and uh, yeah, I was um, imprisoned in Italy once Italy uh, capitulated, uh-huh. and uh, was there for the rest of the war. And my grandmother was a nurse in Poland um, because all the doctors were on the front lines. She was the only nurse for five towns in Poland, and That's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a big history about how because she was actually on the Russian side when the Russians came in. And oh, wow. uh, and and they had to march out of their houses and all this kind of stuff. It was very interesting. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I have it somewhere. Like I have the the history of that written down. So my mom gave me a book about her life story and tells me all about it in there. But I've never actually sat down and uh, read it because I don't know. You know, reading like the life story of your parents is just kind of weird to me. I you know it's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. My I don't want to know my dad did at seventeen. <laughs> yeah, you know, ex- exactly. You know, you just uh, it's like maybe after you know she passes yeah, away like, or something. Smoking pot and driving around in his car. That's pretty much all I need to know. Yeah, and then like like when she meets my father, will be in there and stuff. And do I really want to know all that stuff? I don't know. You know, because I have I have reflections in my mind about you know the childhood and all that. And if I read about it all, you know, in somebody else's viewpoint, then it's it's going to twist whatever my childhood was. You know, so yeah. that okay. kind of oh, thing. Oh, so do you like? Are you enjoy? Do you watch Pacific? I do. Yeah, right. I like, it, like it. I like it more than I like the Band of. I don't. I don't dislike Band of Brothers, but I like the Pacific more than I like Band of Brothers. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. I kind of like the, I don't know, it, it's completely different than Band of Brothers, which is kind of why I like it. Like, it's just the color contrast compared to Band of Brothers, and like, yeah. you get more story, you feel, you like, you know, because it's actually following only three people. Yeah, two, I thought, two, them. but yeah, right. Is it three? That's cool, yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it's three people, two guys actually wrote memoir books. Right, right. And then they have the other detailed accounts of um, that guy who won the Medal of Honor. Okay, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's following them, but they all pe- they all cross paths at one point in time in the war. So that's how like you actually see them all 
crossing pads is because that's what they did in the war. But yeah, I, it's, I, you it, know, it's much better than. Uh, it's not. I have a certain affinity for for the you know the the European campaign than than anything because I know more about that. That's because that's what's mostly taught. Yeah, the, well, you know, it's, yeah. it is interesting. I, I know, I know an enormous amount of crap about World War II, and yeah. um, uh, the the Pacific Campaign is is brutal. It's brutal, but it's but it's kind of dull because uh-huh. you know that the Japanese aren't going to win. I mean, you you also <laughs> you you also know this about the Germans, but you you kind of look at a lot of the things that the Germans had, and you go. Boy, if they only would have used this, they would have won. You know that kind of thing. But with the yeah, Japanese, yeah. they're like completely abandoned, starving on an island. You know, and you're just like, eventually, you know, we would have just kicked their ass. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. it, it, and, and so you just feel kind of like, um, at, you know, that all of course happened after you know the Battle of Midway, and we had naval superiority and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, so that's that's what always kind of was the, in a way, the, the sort of a drag. And plus, you know. We dropped a nuclear bomb to end it, you know, yeah, too. That's kinda... So there's like no real um, victory in that sense. I, I don't know. And, you know, Patton, I think, was a more interesting character than MacArthur. And, you yeah. know, even though he wasn't, you know, Eisenhower wasn't that interesting. But, you know, on the, on the Pacific side, there really wasn't like a, a character like Patton that you could follow and Montgomery. Yeah, exactly. and, um, and then Hitler was just, you know, uh, you you can relate to him more than you can with the Japanese because the Japanese have you seen are just, Downfall? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I, that was a great movie. Yes, Sorry. right. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen a crap ton. Have you ever seen that HBO movie When Trumpets Fade? No. Uh, if you get a chance, it's hard to find. You might be able to get it on Netflix. Um, uh-huh. You can also buy it. It's pretty cheap. But it was a really good movie that came out uh, around the same time as Saving Private Ryan. And okay. it's about the battle of the the Hergen Forest. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, that was really brutal. And uh, I think I've heard of yeah, yeah. I think I heard of it vaguely. Yeah, and it it was um, it was a really brutal battle. And it's all um, it, it, it's an interesting movie. It's like Saving Private Ryan is a typical Spielberg excellent. Oh movie. yeah, definitely excellent movie, but very Spielberg in the way it's very you know patriotic and the flags are waving and you know this is when you're supposed to cry and this is when you're supposed to you know <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They, they, they're pretty much telling you your emotions at that point <laughs> yeah time. exactly and um, uh, When Trumpets Fade is um, uh, a bit more um, uh, I, you know it, it. I wouldn't say it's more realistic in any way but I would say it's a, it's a bit more sober so it's a, it's oh, okay. a, it's a, cool. it's a great movie yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess that's it. I don't really have too much else as far as um, questions about. I don't know anybody in the forums has any questions more about uh, uh, working at Marvel or anything. And um, uh, uh, we don't have any callers. They can always ask. What? They can always ask me. Yeah, they can always ask. And so, um, you want to tell people what your um, your Twitter is? Yeah, it's uh my Twitter is uh twitter dot com uh, Jesus, I can't even get this out right. It's uh twitter dot com slash Rich Ginter R I C H G I N T E R or uh my website's richginter dot com. It kinda sucks right now because I haven't updated anything. I just don't have the time. Um there's only a few things on there. Um but check it out, you know. I'm I'm not I'm Rich C G on the uh EGN forums too, if anybody wants to bother me or send me messages or Asking questions, I do check it. 
all, don't put all, too much. Yeah, all ten people that go to the videogamenews.com forums. Um, what happened? You used to have all these people. Uh, you know, I think you know what it you know what it is really. I think that the, with the advent of uh, Facebook and MySpace, that uh-huh. it, it, forums have sort of. You know, not everywhere, because obviously your huge forums are still going to be around, but I think a lot of the littler forums have sort of taken a back seat because people, I think, find it more um, interesting to just post what's going on on Facebook because it's all their friends that are responding yeah, to them. Yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. And, and so they just don't feel the need to go someplace and be like, hey, did you guys see this movie? And have somebody respond and be like, fuck you! You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick! You know, here's a picture yeah, of you yeah, sucking yeah. cocks and stuff. So... You know, people just get tired of that, and I don't blame them. I mean, the forums are, you got to be a certain kind to even, you know, want to put up with the wanna bullshit. Want to look at a forum. Right. It's, you know, you got to, shit's got to roll off of you enough to do it. So, but yeah, if, exactly. if you want to find out how to get this show or all the other shows, you can go to videogamenews.com, and the first post on the front page, if you click on that, it'll tell you how to get this show, which is Kevin's Old Blast Radio, as well as the other shows we do, Video Game News Radio, Midwest Wasteland, Cleveland Sports Radio, uh, Tumbling with Tumbleweed, My Take Radio, and Born Stubborn. Um, really quick, so have you always been a Mac guy? Uh, no, not really. It's more like I started being one when I got to work. Well, what do you think? Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have one at home now. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. So, so you've, you've, made, you've made the switch. So, of uh, course. Do you think it's just it, it, like it's a it's because it's an artist tool for you, or you like the overall operating it's just system? It's easier to use. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just um, going back and forth between things is much easier than than like Windows. But you know, do you um, do do you find that there's any uh, negatives to it besides like maybe not being able to play like a video game on it or something unless you boot the Windows? I, I don't play games on the computer. I'm mostly a console person. Right. So it's just, that doesn't really, really bother me. It, I don't know. It just seems more intuitive and easier to use and user-friendly. That's cool, right? I was just, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for the... I'm looking. I'm always looking for the pros, you know, and um, easier to use is always the biggest pro that people give me, you know, but I'm one yeah. of those... I'm one of those guys that, like, you know, if something goes wrong with Windows, I can look at it and be like, oh, I know what's wrong with this, you know, and I can fix <laughs> it, you know, but I realize that, like, most people are looking at it and it's just, like, you know... Chinese to them or something, and they're, I don't, I don't know what's wrong. You know, my computer just started doing this. You know, and then I got to look at it and be like, oh, did you, did you click on this here? Oh uh, yeah. Oh no. You know, that's my job in life is to tell people your shit's fucked up. But um, now yeah, I was just curious. You know, I've always thought about my mom would probably do well with the Mac, just because you know less stuff to break. But now they have the uh, the iPad. Are you going to get an iPad? Uh, probably not for a, a, until the next one or two. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Or an Android or something? No, you got an iPhone? No, I don't. Yeah. So you're part of the Apple faithful then. You just, you know. Of course. You can, you can admit it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I drank the Kool-Aid. Well, I don't have anything. Um, Don Anderson wants to know how badass is the Molecule Man. Do you even know who the Molecule Man is? I do, actually. They, they just used him in one of the, one of the books. Um, he, he seemed pretty cool. He did went out in the end, though. There was a big comic book series called The Secret Wars where um, all of the Marvel characters... This is like late 70s, I think, or very yeah, early. Yeah, I've, I've actually read it. Oh, you have? Okay. And he was like the toughest Marvel character ever or something like that. But um, yeah. he and I go back and forth on that because I, um, <laughs> I I think the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, um, uh-huh. is all-powerful. Of course, that's just an item. Somebody has to wear it. 
you know. But that's a that's a really comic book nerd thing um, to, yeah, to debate to debate uh, who's the toughest character in Marveldom. Um, what's the general consensus? Who do you think's the the toughest character? Oh God. The Hulk, when he gets really angry, you just make him mad enough, right? And uh, yeah, that's know. true. And he does get stronger as he gets angrier. <laughs> or Thor, I don't know. He's a god. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man could uh, invent something. I don't know, but he gets he gets beat sometimes. So it's, it's you know, the Watcher. Yeah, the Watcher. <laughs> right. The Watcher was actually defeated by Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. He, he, ah, he, see, I didn't read that. Yeah, you never read that. That's um, no. That's if you ever get a chance, you should read it because he basically just defeats everyone in the known Marvel universe um, because of the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, it's an interesting story, you know. But again, it's because of the Gauntlet, and then they, the Marvel like split up the the gem the the Infinity Gems, and then they made yeah, like yeah. Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch as a comic. And uh, that wasn't very good. That sounds I, terrible. Yeah, I had, a, I had a subscription to that. The artist's work wasn't very good, and the storyline was terrible. Um, that's when I used to have, a, like, um, about 12 different subscriptions and stuff. I, I keep thinking they ought to bring Namor back as a, as a book. But, you know, it's just me. I don't even know if they ever had uh, um, a Namor comic book all by himself. But maybe I in think the... so. They did, like, a Marvel Knights thing, which was kind of like a, a different, retel- different story of them. Yeah. Recently, I think, but that wasn't that was that was alright. Yeah, the the little books. I don't know. I'm. It, I I notice a lot of stuffs in graphic novel form these days too, and um, I wonder sometimes if the viability of the the comic books themselves is um, very good. Do you guys ever talk about anything like that? Like, you know, people. See, the thing is, people buy them, so there's no reason to stop doing them. But you know, the, some people are just like you know, I'll wait for it to come out when but, it's. You know, in in the trade paperback, and then I'll, I'll read it that way. Right, but I don't think Marvel's producing as many comics as they used to. Is that a fair statement, or or do you? Th- I think we do more. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, you work yeah. there, so now you probably feel overwhelmed by it. But I look at the subscription list, and I don't see as many. See, I don't think we offer a lot for subscriptions. I think it's a, a lot of it's more direct. Oh, really? Like oh, maybe I'm yeah, maybe I'm missing yeah, out I don't on what's up. Yeah, we do a lot of lot a ton of subscription stuff. I think it's more like you have to actually go to a place and get it. Oh, okay. So, do you guys ever do any work for the movies? Like, do you like do um, you know posters and things for the films themselves, or is that all done elsewhere? Um, we have a department that does that. Okay. But uh, sometimes we'll, if if we need to make some of our own stuff, we'll get like assets and stuff from the, the movie companies and, and and put it together. And um, like a lot of it's for San Diego is a lot of me dealing with the movie studios and stuff, getting art from them and. You using it for like the booth graphics and, and things like that. Think, do, do you think it's interesting that they're going to tie in like um, the oh, event, awesome. the Avengers, and everything together with? Yeah, um, I, I kind of like that. I think it it gives something for actually people to see. It makes you want to go see what's going to happen, or like those little, you know, Nick Fury things in there that you know tie everything together. Yeah, I mean, it's very Marvel to do that, and it's a big experiment. I think. I mean, you know, to. I mean, basically, they're betting on the fact that, say, like, Captain America is going to be a good movie, you know, and um, in order to make the Avengers movie. But, uh, you know, if they pull it off, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a huge, a huge win, you know, um, because of the, the the crossover appeal and because Marvel's always been king of, you know, the crossover comic franchise. You know, when I was a kid, I would um, have to, you know, get something like, 
the Inferno series, and like you'd, you'd have to buy basically one comic from everything Marvel produced in order to follow the storyline. <laughs> you know, it was just a big money making scheme, but I was a sucker for it. Um, Anderson, wants, Anderson wants to know how did ha- how did ha- boy I can't say it Hawkeye come back to life? Do you have any idea? Oh, he was um was it Secret Invasion? He was taken by the scrolls before. Um, he was taken by the scrolls before he died or something like that. So the one that was dead was an imposter. I, I, I forget what it was. It's something like that. It, it happened in Secret Invasion. They kind of explained it all. That's yeah. That's a way to end the show. Yeah, it is a great way to end the show. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for being on, Rich. Uh, no, seriously, thanks for being on the show. It's, um, uh, it, no problem. It, it was a treat. Uh, I appreciate the short notice and everything to get you on and talk about working okay. at Marvel. Um, I wish I had more questions for you, but um, I think you covered well, it pretty good. Too. You know, it's, it's, it sounds interesting. Around. So you like living in New York? You think you're going to stay in New York the rest of your life? Probably. Yeah. Not not yeah, not gonna move to Connecticut, and get a house in the in the the country or anything. No. No dreams of that. No. Really. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to New York. You know. I mean, it just seems oh, really? like yeah. No, it seems like people that uh, live there live there their you know their whole lives and everything and never um, want of of uh, leaving it. Yet to somebody that's from the outside like me, it seems very congested and um, expensive, etc. You know. I get a different I get a different take on it. You get used to it. Yeah. After a while, it's just. At least there's plenty of places to get a job, unlike Cleveland, where. Um, That's true. Where it's basically uh, just empty. All right, man. Seriously, thanks again for being oh, on no the problem. show. Uh, everybody, if you want to check out uh, his Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash what was it? Rich Ginter. Rich Ginter. That's G I N T E R. And the guy who just called, you can f off. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Thanks. We don't have an outro for uh, Oblast, but if you want to check out more information, go to uh, videogamenews.com, and the first post on the front page will tell you how to get this and all the other shows that we do. Thanks to uh, Rich, and we'll talk to you all later. Peace.